Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So one of Biden's dogs pooped on the floor. You got major biting people. Yeah, just when you thought you had the, were monitoring the correct end of the dog, he unleashes from his hind end. And then we saw the joke earlier that now some of Major's anti-cat tweets from 10 years ago have been found. <laughs> He's going to get canceled. Canceled. Fabulous. Please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, the always informative Craig the Healthcare Guru, a.k.a. Craig Gottwald's attorney at law, benefit consultant, and uh, for a long time, Craig the Obamacare lawyer, who helped us understand what was and actually wasn't in Obamacare and how who was actually going to profit from it, which was completely accurate and definitely not uh, uh, jibing with the mainstream media. Craig, how are you, sir? I am well. How are you, gentlemen? Excellent. Thank you. I'm despondent. <laughs> yeah. You are despondent. You know, Jack, my uh, my 20-year-old daughter is despondent, too, because I followed your lead this morning, and I convinced her that President Biden had outlawed TikTok. <laughs> and she, she just about died. Yeah, I tweeted at my 9-year-old that, did you hear President Biden outlawed Minecraft? He hasn't checked his uh, iPod yet. I can't wait to see the reaction. That is absolutely hilarious. So, Craig, to, uh, you... Uh, I had to set the record straight before she went to work, or it would have been uh, it would have been a long day. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no kidding. So hey, you reached out to us earlier this week with your always interesting uh, real world analysis of uh, healthcare policy from the administration, and and you hit us with some amazing figures. You start where you think is appropriate. Well, the the fun fun part of this, hey, we've got we've got a. We've got a situation here with a, with, a, with a barking dog going crazy in the background, so we're going to close that off. Well, that's um, okay. We can't even hear fun, it. The fun part of the, uh, 
the uh, COVID recovery bill, the $1.9 trillion that we just passed, um, there was a pretty massive expansion to Obamacare that is, uh, as always, underreported. And so, I, you know, I don't know if we call this the Obamacare report anymore or maybe just the government health care, the march towards socialized medicine. But uh, there used to be a provision in Obamacare that said, look, if, if your employer is not offering health care to you that you can afford, we will go ahead and give you taxpayer dollars to afford that health care. However, once you get to the point where you're making four times the federal poverty level, which is $106,000 for a family of four, then you don't get any more taxpayer dollars because, you know, you're making over 100 Gs. You ought, you ought to be able to figure out a way to get your own health care. Well, the, the, uh, the new bill just, out, just removed all of those restraints. So now anybody, even if you're making half a million dollars a year, can get taxpayer dollars to go ahead and buy your Obamacare plan. That's insane. The only, yeah, the only restraint is that you are never going to be required to pay more than 8.5% of your total income. But So you have to use some real-world examples. So I went in, I, grabbed, I just grabbed kind of a random state and city. So in Prescott, Arizona, uh, I pulled up the exchange plans. And for a family of five with a, a 60-year-old head of household, again, I used older families to make the point here. So a family of five with a 60-year-old head of household would have to, if their Obamacare plan in Prescott, Arizona, costs them $51,000 per year. And if that family makes $350,000 per, per year, taxpayers would give them $20,000 per year to buy that plan. Hmm. If making three hundred fifty grand. <laughs> yeah. Now, if the, if the family's making half a million, $500K, they get uh, $8,500 from taxpayers to buy their Obamacare. So what what do you think the strategy is here? Just get as many people roped into a subsidy of some sort as possible, knowing it'll never go backward? You've hit the nail on the head, Jack. As, as, as more people are funneled into taxpayer-funded plans, less people care about what things really cost. And so it just becomes this situation where, yeah, I pay high taxes, but they give it back to me to buy my health care. Right. So it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. You get so remember I you know, this I think the fact I have to share with you guys every time I'm on your show, sorry to repeat it, but all the way back in twenty sixteen, uh, UCLA, uh, the Health Policy Institute at UCLA did a study that showed sixty four percent of all health care in America was paid for with taxpayer dollars and seventy percent in blue states. So that means we're only we're only funding one third, less than one third of health care with private dollars anymore. And then we just passed this stimulus bill, which is going to take that percentage up even higher. Right. Because yeah. Now half millionaires are going to get taxpayer dollars. You do need to say that every time you're on, because I'm a simpleton and forget. Yeah. The, the arguing over, you know, how much government health care there should be. Well, if we're at 60 or 70 percent of it is already government health care. I don't know what we're arguing about anymore. I think those of us who are paying for our own insurance and health care are clinging to the ability to do that, uh, the right to do that, and not to be foisted onto some government plan that's going to be, you know, like a government anything. And and those people, Joe, in that 30% are increasingly uh, funding all, all of our health care or subsidizing all of our health care because another statistic that people can never, ever forget is – Medicare, Medicaid, and all the government programs, they don't run efficiently. They're, they're incredibly inefficient. In fact, roughly 30% of all dollars running through Medicare, Medicaid are fraud, waste, and abuse. But, wow. but what, what, what that means is they can't 
So healthcare is going up at four to six percent per year, no matter who you talk to. But Medicare is only going up at one point seven percent per year. So what happens? Well, you've got hospitals that are in a situation where if they want to take Medicare, Medicaid and almost all of them do, they can't afford it. The Medicare, Medicaid is not even reimbursing what their actual costs are. So what that means is those of us that are in the 30 percent of private plans, we pay 240 percent of the cost of a hospital visit that those on Medicare pay. And that percentage is just getting worse and worse. So, well, why, let me stop people, you. Why, why do the hospitals yeah. go ahead and treat the Medicare and Medicaid patients then? Because Medicare and Medicaid is the largest purchaser of health care nationwide, and you either opt in or you opt out. So if, if okay. the few that do opt out, they, they have to say goodbye to the largest buyer of health care in the country, the 70%. Yeah, okay. So you're saying? So, yeah, well, so, so this disparity just gets worse every year. Every year I look at this stat, and it goes from 220% to 230%. This year it's 240%, meaning those of us in an ever-shrinking third of the economy that are paying for health care are paying exorbitantly more to fund the fact that the government system is highly inefficient and underpays providers. It's, it's, it's a – look, we've, we've talked about this before. I stand by my prediction. We will have fully socialized medicine in America by 2028. It's, it's, this is all going according to plan. By 2028? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, within seven years. You know, and what you just pointed out a little bit ago, um, I thought, why haven't I heard that from the Republicans? I mean, why didn't I get that kind of pushback from the Republican Party? And you can blame the media for not having an interest in getting the news out, but I follow a lot of news from the right, so it could get to me, and I still don't hear it. They just, they're just they not good at fighting back against this stuff. Right. Craig Gottwalls is not, an attorney at Law and yeah. Benefit Consultant. He's on the line. Craig, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Jack, they're not... They're not good at it, and um, the other thing you've got to remember here is that you know there's plenty of blame to go around here. The insurance industry is every bit as much to blame as the government in this case. I, I have to say we, we're down to four major national insurers. It's an oligopoly. It's not a free market. Hmm. And the way this was the way this was done in the recent uh, COVID bailout is to launder that money through the insurance industry because you're not. You're not putting these newly eligible half millionaires. Oh, there are millionaires. They're just making half a million a year. You're not putting them on Medicare and Medicaid. You're saying, oh, we'll give you taxpayer dollars to buy these bloated premiums from the the, the, the four major insurance companies nationwide. So, and, and remember, the insurance lobby is the first or second biggest lobby in the United States. So there's a lot of Republicans that are keeping their mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So let's get to the bottom line, and, and we'll talk many times going into the future, and we'll revisit this topic. But when we slide further and further to 80 90% uh, of all uh, medical payments are going to be through the government, what's that going to do to medical care in the United States? Well, it, all, of the, all of the trends that you, you hear people complaining about now, longer wait times, fewer choices, more bureaucracy, all that stuff's just going to amplify. Because right now you still have roughly a third of healthcare that is privately funded. Once we get to the point, and we're we're really close to that tipping point, folks. Once we get to the point where it's you know ninety percent you know privately or publicly funded, you're just going to have more of that public worker mentality, more of that sure. situation where wait times go on. You know you got waiting lists for procedures. You get these crazy things like Jack was talking about, where getting your shot for the COVID vaccine is is, is kind of just a crapshoot of a, a morass of mess. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I worry about. Uh, you know, I got my shot because I knew somebody who gave me a tip, not because I followed any of the rules. And I, I'm worried that that's going to be the way you get your 
penicillin for your kid or, or your hip operation or anything else. Well, and it's a very Soviet way to live, too. And I want to point out your story. It's not that you called in a favor because you're a big, famous radio guy. You just knew a guy who knew a guy who knew of a pharmacy that often had leftover doses. So it's like, you know, send me to a Trotsky's fish market because they usually have a little uh, bass at the end of the day because the government, uh, the lines are out the door for the government food. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe, let me share with you one more thing. I know we're running out of time, but uh, a couple years ago, we talked about how the Trump administration passed new regulations forcing hospitals to disclose the real prices for procedures, not the not the phony prices, but the prices that insurance companies actually pay. Which was a huge victory for consumers, right? Huge victory for consumers. Huge victory. And anyway, that went into law January 1 of this year, 2021. The Wall Street Journal just did an investigation and reported that Two-thirds of the top 100 hospitals in the country have not yet complied with that law, and most of them are purposefully embedding code on their websites to make the prices unsearchable by search engines like Google. So plenty of blame to go around here. you got hospitals hiding the fact that they charge bogus prices. You've got the government working with them to help them do that. It, it, it's, it's, it's mobbed up so bad at this point, guys, that I, I, I feel bad for my industry. Wow. And you have then a few insurance companies making gobs and gobs of money. Exactly. This is this is this is the opposite of capitalism. This is crony capitalism. This is government with its tentacles into capitalism and making some rich picking winners and losers. When people bitch about the free market, what they're usually griping about is this. And it's galling. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't couldn't know. have said it better, Joe. That's exactly uh, right. I, when, whenever anybody talks about free market health care, remind them we don't have that, and we haven't had it for 40-plus years in America. Final observation. Our guest is more responsible keeping us on time than we are, Craig. <laughs> uh, thanks a million, man. It's it, it's always great to talk. We appreciate the perspective. There's, this, this is, and I'm not bragging because you get all the credit, this is the only show in America you can get actual, factual discussion of health care policy and how it works. So. For better or worse. Thanks, Craig. Well, thank you, gents. Appreciate it. And we'll get into the long conversation. Uh, I always ask about the the untethering work from insurance that we're headed toward when it's government health care. You know, uh, uh, some people think that's fantastic. Um, I hope they're right. But I took a lot of jobs in my life because I wanted to always have health care. Mm-hmm. It kept me in a certain path on life because I need to have health care. If I couldn't, if I could have had free health care and, you know, been in a band or been an artist or whatever only and not had a real job somewhere, like when I worked at UPS or a hardware store or various jobs that I've taken to make sure I had insurance, I wouldn't have. And a lot of people won't in the future. Well, and combine that with uh, untethering work from welfare and untethering work from a lot of other uh, bad consequences. That's one of the reasons why the West Coast and other places are absolutely clogged with bums and junkies, because we've untethered the consequences of not working from not working. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.